0: KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning everybody and welcome to Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO And with you for the next couple of hours, Trent Condon and myself talking sports with you as we'll recap a a busy weekend, a lot of baseball conversation in the first 20 minutes of the show. I'm certain we'll sprinkle in some Hawkeye talk as well. You know, we're doubling up on the Hawkeye voices today. We want a couple of sets of eyes to share with the audience and share with Trent and I what uh, went on both at Media Day on Friday and then the open practice on Saturday. Pat Hardy from All Hawkeyes, uh, dot com is going to join us oh ten thirty five or thereabouts we'll we'll talk to Pat Hardy he's our only guest in the first uh, hour of the program and then in the eleven we'll get Dylan Monson on here Iowa State scrimmage. Uh, the media was not allowed to be there, and I don't think there were any media opportunities, if I remember what Dylan told us on Friday, uh, on the weekend. So maybe some stuff has come out. I know, uh, Cyclone Fanatic had a couple of little birdie told me type of things, mm-hmm. and if any birdie's gonna be told, you would think it would be the boys at Cyclone Fanatic, cause they have a terrific relationship, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, with Iowa State Athletics, quite frankly. And then, uh, Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette will join us about 1135. We'll pick Mark's brain and- as well. Trent Condon, we're busy this week. We're on, as you mentioned, we're at the Principal Park tomorrow for our mm-hmm. final time uh, in 2019. Unless no, there won't be a day game in the playoffs.
1: You wouldn't think so, no. No, I don't
0: believe there would be. Uh, so that'll probably be it for us down there. Uh, and then everybody, as you mentioned, is at Prairie Meadows on Thursday. What a week this is going to be. Yeah. What a historical week. Man, as I think back, and I really, truly, I want to get Gary Palmer on the program this week. Okay. The CEO at Prairie Meadows who Gary and I go, I mean, 30 years worth. I'm 30 known, years. He's maybe one of the first people I met when I
1: moved to the States, quite honestly. So I want to get your perspective on this. This has been rattling around. 30 years ago when you, you left the border and you yep. jumped across to America, Yep, you thought this was going to just be a, a quick stop in your journey, Yep, and it's been your home now for basically three decades. Right. You have these dreams. You're talking to people, like-minded people in the casino industry and horse racing and all these things. Did you ever think this day would come? Sports wagering. Sports wagering. No, and, and Trent, we, uh, this, my current, my my full
0: time job, and, and um, a colleague of mine who was based in New Jersey at the time, he passed away, which just devastated me. One day, I remember we were on the air yeah, across the street yes. when that happened. Um, we spent <sighs> trying to figure out when passable was going to be overturned, mm-hmm. right? And um, oh, maybe in our lifetime. Maybe things are starting to lean maybe in the next decade. It's certainly a lot sooner than anybody anticipated. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey deserves all the credit for this. No if doubt. it wasn't for a guy by the name of Ray Lesniak and some of the, uh, the people that owned one of the racetracks, or two of the racetracks in New Jersey, the Meadowlands and Monmouth Park, who were really um, the guys who brought sports wagering to the country, mm-hmm. they would not give up. They showed up at the Supreme Court... Seemingly year after year after year and kept getting shot down and kept getting shot down. But in my opinion, you know what one of the big one of the precursors, maybe one of the earliest people to climb on board that made it think maybe this was going to happen was Adam Silver. They commissioned okay. the NBA, who softened his stance on sports. Because remember, all the leagues were completely against it. Uh,
1: yes, and at the beginning, that's what it was. Gary Bentwin, no way.
0: Betwin, no way. Yep. Baseball, no way in hell. And the NFL,
1: over my dead body. And they're still kind of that way.
0: Yeah, now they realize how they can capitalize on it, and they've got their hand out, and they should. Um But Adam Silver was one of the first that realized, you know what, this could be really good for my sport. This could this could open up, this could bring a whole uh, new audience to the NBA with in game betting and really make these free throws and being able to get a point spread at any time. And silver was the one, but to see it here in the state of Iowa, I mean Trent, when the place went belly up in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And it did went mm-hmm. belly up in nineteen ninety one. That's what led me to Denver, as I was a fortunate enough to move to Denver and open up a racetrack that had been dominant or dormant there for a few years. And 91, the place is closed, and then all of a sudden it comes back in 94. But between 91 and 94, and this is why I want to get Gary Palmer on because there's so much history with that place mm-hmm. and so much bad PR for so many years. Trent, I'm when I first moved here, I met this nicest guy who was like my neighbor, right? I moved, uh, I lived on Hubble, okay, and this guy was really nice guy. Didn't know what I did. I mean he was a really good dude. We talked, you know, baseball. I think yeah. I think he was a a Cubs fan, if memory serves, and um, older guy. But when he found out, he finally asked me one day what I did and what you know what brought me here. And yeah. I told him. I never spoke to me again. Oh, really? It's complete the community. Look at it was hemorrhaging money in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So they shut the doors. They opened in 90, uh, 93. They had a short little season. Ninety four, the wheels are starting to turn for slots. And the horses are, the purses are starting to go up. And I came back in 94, 95, I think, is when they cut the ribbon. It was a full, not a full-blown casino, but a, a race, you know, with slots. And Prairie Meadows, if they weren't the first, and I believe they were, to, offer, to, to combine slot machines at a racetrack, I mean, there were executives from racetracks all around the country flying into Des Moines, Iowa, to see what this failing property in Altoona, Iowa, had become. Really, I mean, sports illustrates here. They led, they led a horse through the through the doors on the apron onto the main floor, so they could take a picture of a racehorse with the jockey on its back in the casino, as the, as they as they blended <laughs> the, uh, the the slots and that type of gaming uh, with with horses. So, really, a lot of history. And I'm going to reach out to Gary Palmer, and I hope him and I can reminisce a little bit. About, that would be great. Uh, yeah, because look at it's sports wagering at Prairie mm-hmm. legally. Sign up. You can bet at home once you get your app. So that'll be fun that we're out there on Thursday. I'm certainly looking forward to that. And I guess they're they're back to noon again. Okay. It was, it was, it was going to be 11. There was, the Dignitary's 11, and it's come on, come all at 1130. But now apparently it's back until noon. So maybe, you know noon's what they're putting out there but eleven thirty, what are they gonna do make people wait
1: well take an early lunch come hang out with us we'll
0: be absolutely. there absolutely and then murph and andy and the yes. fanatics and uh the morning rush will be out there uh doing their show from six until eight and saturday morning Emery and sean will be back there uh they do their gig uh, from uh, eight until ten so a pretty historic week in our state sports wagering some people love it some people don't um I don't think we'll do any more than what we normally have done. We've no. kind of been the at the forefront of talking mm-hmm. sports and uh betting and point spreads. Well, certainly um for
1: decades. Uh, but I don't know if we'll expand on that any. I don't think so. We'll have kind of what we normally do. We'll have somebody probably from Vegas, I would guess, maybe. I got a guy. You got a guy? I wanna yeah, I do, I got a guy. I got a guy that uh, my buddy Chris Andrews. Who's, yeah, who's got health troubles, right? He does, yeah. And you know. he's not going to be back into work until October, though he's still working remotely. Mm-hmm. He's had uh, some blood transfusions, a lot of things going on with him, but he's a great fighting. person. He is. And he is a
0: good person. He really is a good person. One of the good people out and there. And very
1: well respected yes. in the industry out there. For a very, very, very yep. long time. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll certainly mix him in throughout football season. Sure. Hopefully, uh, Lee Sterling, who we like to have on, and he'll give us a five pack of picks for the week. Yeah,
0: you know, of all the guys that do that for a living, um, and there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of shady ones, and and let me let me mm-hmm. warn the audience right now that I have a feeling that, you know, they're all over Vegas, all the scam cappers, mm-hmm. right? I why why wouldn't they, you know, try and uh, make their way into our borders? After all, it's going to be legal here in every state that has it. So just beware. There's look, yep. there's no foolproof system. Mm-mm. There there isn't. These guys might do some algorithm stuff, but at the end of the day, go with what you think. Make your own decisions. And, and if, if you're so inclined, you know, but don't, don't get in, and it's easier said than done, right? Don't, uh, bet over your, uh, over your head or over your budget because in, in anything, in any of those, um, Game's a chance, if you will, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge hit, and I can't wait to see how much money's bet on a the Cy game, yes, and the first month of uh, the first full month of wagering in our state. What kind of handle uh, the state of Iowa does?
1: We we like to have fun and talk about you know me and my degenerate ways. Don't, don't think. That By I'm the way, out there. I,
0: you're speaking of your degenerate ways. Yes. You posted something on, I think it was Big Ten odds. Oh yes, from uh, Bovada. Oh, my weekend blew up because yeah, Nebraska
1: fans got a hold of it. They oh, did, and geez. then
0: uh, and then Iowa fans are 35 to one. But it, that's not what I was thinking about when I saw your tweet. What I was thinking about is this might be the last week that you have to post illegal. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, odds <laughs> out there.
0: Illegal odds from a uh, from an offshore facility that you'll actually be able to
1: get those on your app. Well, if there's a sports book out there that. I'd like to be the official lines maker for Miller and Condon. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us, certainly. Yeah, uh, I wonder how that would go over. Well, well
0: hey. I know, right?
1: Right, right. Um, we'll, we'll be shopping around, though, for the best numbers. And that's another thing that's compelling we've talked about. But, yes, I'm a degenerate. I like to gamble. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not huge wagering. No, don't, it's don't a they, tax for you. I'm, what do you call it? Your sports? My, my entertainment tax. Entertainment tax. I know that uh, after a couple months, if I'm down 100 or up 100, oh, great. But it's nothing that's going to be debilitating. It's nothing that's going to impact. Take food off your children's right. table. No, nothing shoes for both like little ones. That. So if you hear me make a pick, don't say, well, this this guy really knows gambling. I should follow. No, 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 no. He's betting 10 bucks. He's backing that up with $10. If there's a guy in the afternoon, Chris Williams, who hit 72% last year. Go the other way. Don't think that he's going to hit 72% every year. I love Chris, <laughs> but come on.
0: I'm Trent. That's one of the things i well, there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to about football, but yeah. just seeing uh, Chris is, he's going to come back to the pack. It's just, it's impossible not to. But anyways, uh, it's going to be here and we're looking forward to it. Uh, and you won't have to wait much longer. Uh,
1: the 15th of August is go time. I am so ready for it. Now I got to come up with my game plan. And I'm sure As there's the other what? people. So, so, Altoona Thursday, Jefferson Friday after work. <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> I, know how, I like how you're one day. There. Yeah, I, I like how you're thinking. No, in terms of betting, you know, is Thursday just going to be some futures? I'm actually going to put something. To, well, there's event NFL that games, but
0: what? I mean, how can you bet an NFL preseason I know. game?
1: There'll be Major League Baseball that'll be happening. Mm-hmm. I've taken a peek at that, but. Cubs, Cincy. am yeah. uh, Not Cubs, Cincy. Cubs, uh, who do they finish up with? Where do they go? They're in Pittsburgh. 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 Yes, the Phillies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, take a wager, but is it going to be mostly most of my account's going to be set up to do futures or i, I got to figure that out so that's that's kind of the game plan here the next couple of days when it comes here Thursday, because I'm going to be so giddy. Yeah, I mean, you can
0: tell. I I misspoke. Uh, Pirates this weekend because they're in the Williams, uh, the the little league oh, okay. deal. Yep. Um. So they're in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia for the next three games, but the Cubs are off today. Yeah. I mean, I I guess it's got to be futures to to begin with, right? I don't know how you can bet on preseason football on on Thursday night, but some will, and you know. More power to you if you think you have an edge there. So all the local shows will be at Prairie Meadows coming up on Thursday as they they cut the ribbon. I believe the dignitaries will be out there at 11 o'clock. I'm not sure who's going to get an opportunity to make the first wager, but that's usually something. There'll be a bunch of cameras out there, and I'm sure all the television stations will be at one of the local... um, whether they're being Altoona, whether they're in Jefferson, or down the road at Lakeside, because Lakeside's going to go live as well. Lakeside, by the way, is also a William Hill property. So if you sign up at at Prairie, and uh, you're going to your your app is going to be the same as you get at Lakeside.
1: And uh, a caller just called in with a really good question. He was saying, "Do I have to have an account? Can I just go up to the window and yes, wait? And you, you yes, yes, you way. can. So we've been talking about the accounts a lot, right. but no. You want to go up there and no, he you said... don't have to have an account. I, I want to throw 22 bucks right. up to win 20 Yeah, you can just go up to the window and do that just like... You know you- what you have to have? You have to have your birth certificate or
0: your driver's license yes. or form of ID. Right. Not your birth certificate. That's right. That's the old days. <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh, driver's licenses didn't have to have... Didn't even have pictures. Were you ever born of that? No. Yet? Yeah, I was... Uh, in fact, my... Um, my alter ego if you want to call it that I'll never I'll, I'll never forget uh, I was Tim Madden when I was oh, 15. Tim Madden, huh? Tim Madden uh, was born July the 27th, 1954. Okay. <laughs> so when I was when I first found his ID uh-huh. or paid for his ID, I think I was I don't know, 15 and I was going into bars at 15 and <laughs> anyways.
1: I can't name uh, the person that Tim? that I used because he uh, works for the DOT apparently. I oh. got in trouble one day bringing up his name. He does some lawyer work.
0: So how did you get over the picture thing? Because your picture was on IDs down here.
1: We look similar. Do you? Okay. We were the same height. He maybe had an inch on me. Similar, but yeah, yeah that's uh, that's one. 1976, November 15th, 1976. There you go. I uh, I think I still remember back then. You also had your instead of a driver's license number, your social security number
0: was oh, on so there. You had to back have in this the
1: too? 90s, yeah. So you had that, had that memorized. The address.
0: <laughs> oh, I had it all. I had a birth certificate and his driver's license, but created. didn't have to have a picture. No, and there was no pictures. That had on to him. be easy. It was, and and up there was eighteen. You know, it was eight. The drinking age was yeah. eighteen, so it was made a little bit easier. Anyways, let's talk some baseball from the weekend. Big win for the Cubs yesterday, but I want to start with your Twins, Trent,
1: because mm. look, Tony Do Diaz. We have
0: to? Yeah,
1: where's the, Bud Selig? Can they just contract this team? I'm I'm sick of them. Yeah, the, it was a rough weekend. It was a rough weekend. You needed that
0: one. When did they win? Saturday night. So I was was it Saturday or Friday? They won Saturday. Saturday, yes. Um, and they took their first lead since Monday right. on Saturday. Yes. And that stat blew me away. That from that was the first time that the Twins had led in almost a week mm-hmm. when they took the lead in that game on Saturday and Like thirty nine innings they'd gone without leading in a baseball game, uh, but yesterday it was look the the the, the single to lead off the tenth inning. Was a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was a fluke. Uh, but the guy gets on there and then, um, you know, we, we, we would see the Ramirez grand slam. But the 11th inning, or the, but the bottom of the ninth, when the twins had a chance to, well, they would tie it, but to have a runner, uh, in Adrianza thrown out at home. I'll be honest with you. When I'm watching it, I'm out of my chair screaming it to send
1: him. <laughs> Bring it! Send him! Because I I was the exact same, and I place think as you. the
0: ballpark was probably the same way. Now yeah. hindsight being what it is, I mean, he was out by ten feet, maybe mm-hmm. fifteen. Um, and uh, and the third base coach who was trending momentarily yesterday <laughs> on Twitter, you don't want to be doing that. But look, this Cleveland team, Trent, they're they're used to this. The Twins aren't right now. It's going to be a hell of a race. They begin play tonight
1: in a complete deadlock. The schedule the rest of the way is better for the Twins. It's easier. For the Twins. But here's the problem. For the last two months, Cleveland has best, been the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. That's not close. No. They closed an 11-and-a-half game gap. In less than two months. In less than two months. it just those things don't happen. They're playing at an incredibly high level, and it doesn't matter. Oh, they play the Red Sox. Well, who do you like yeah, in yeah You know series? what?
0: The Red Sox aren't very good right
1: now. No. No, you like Cleveland in that yeah, series. They go on and on. Who's on that schedule that all of a sudden, oh, Cleveland can't win that one? Mm, no. It doesn't nobody. matter. And unless the Twins get out of this funk, they played 500 baseball now for two months. Unless they get out of that, they're going to be playing in the wild card game. Mm-hmm. They're going to play in yep. a coin flip game, a yep. one game scenario, just to get into to the go bracket. on the road and take on the Astros. That is what you're looking at, uh-huh. or the Yankees, whoever yeah. gets that. Is they're both tied. at Are the top they tied spot. right now? Yes. I thought the Astros had a, a short lead. Nope, they both have the gotcha. exact same record, so they're at a lock there. You're going on the road. Oh, that's You're right. The blow. Astros
0: came, got uh, got walked off, did they not? The Orioles came back in a
1: complete. Did you see that closing number? Yes, it was Min- crazy. Minus four seventy. They they had no chance of winning yet they did, and the uh, that's the baseball that's baseball and the Yankees
0: uh, uh, blanked the uh, the Blue Jays one nothing. Um, so yes, they would be back oh, in first I, place.
1: Closing odds minus five ten. Was it really at uh, one of the spots that I look at hmm. here? Minus five ten in a baseball game. That doesn't happen. No, especially when it's the Astros. And if you're playing around, you had them in a bunch of parlays because that's an automatic win. All those parlays go <laughs> up in flames. <laughs> they do. Oh, there's so much for people that are going to be, um,
0: you know, educating themselves. <laughs> parlays, in-game wagering, teasers. Um, it's going to be on. <laughs>
1: that it is. So the Twins. I wondered this, and I want to get your perspective because I know you you flip around and watch quite a bit of Twins <laughs> baseball too. Rocco Badelli, the usage of Taylor Rogers on Saturday night to get the win, thirty-one pitches, and then to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And this is something earlier this year that he would never do. We well, hadn't pitched since when? I he, think he, he had three off days off. Three days off. Yep, he had three days prior off going to into it, prior to Saturday. Prior to Saturday. But if a guy pitched and pitched that many, he wouldn't come back. I understand it's a yeah. big series. Yeah, I understand this is by far your best bullpen and you arm, an, and you have an off day on Monday. You do have an off day, but he is managing in a different way than he did before. I'll beat it against him in a big series. Yes, mm-hmm. Is Rocco Badelli getting a little bit tight. Well, you'd like to have Dyson in that spot.
0: Yes, uh, but that wasn't that. That's not uh, realistic. Um, I don't know, Trent. I didn't have a problem with it uh, just because he's been so good. And again, the leadoff hitter. What's his name? Pl- uh, Plunko. Wait, Plunko. Yes, um, for him to find a way to get that ball between uh, the first baseman and and the bag. Um it was a fluke. Yes, yes. It was off the end of the bat. It was a complete fluke. And after that happens you could just see the writing on the wall, couldn't you? Yes. it just yeah. seemed like, oh boy, that's. I thought, that's why I said to myself, I said, boy, this isn't going to turn
1: out well, uh, and it didn't. They pitched around uh, Lindor afterwards, mm-hmm. and then yeah, as soon as that kind of was going, and down. then the bunt single too, yes, was yeah. just perfectly
0: placed, yep. and 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 nobody could feel the ball. Bases loaded. Um, up comes uh, Ramirez. Right? Did somebody go? That's. Anyways. Santana, Santana, Santana yeah, not remember. Carlos
1: Santana. Speaking of bounce back years, yeah, he's oh, what, 25 now. 25 homers. Yep. He looks like the guy that we saw for mm-hmm. a long time. It, was Puig, no,
0: Puig was after him in the yeah? Lineup. He struck out. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. So there is nobody out still, mm-hmm. and bases loaded. No doubt about it. And and it was a frustrating week and a frustrating week going back to the Braves series. They win the first game there, and then they get pummeled the next two games. It just his team's banged up. Nelson Cruz, we found out about the ruptured wrist. Oh they say that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I don't exactly buy it Byron Buxton. This is not a 10-day DL IL stint. This is going to be a few weeks, mm-hmm. maybe For September. Both of them. Yep. You're going to be able to get him back. You you mentioned Dyson. They got two awful games out of him and that's all that they've got. Yeah, they feels, got
0: damaged goods is what they got.
1: It feels like this team is circling the drain. They got one, so you know I told you Friday it felt like we very well could reconvene yep. today mm-hmm. and they beat two down. At least it's even. I guess that's the saving grace here but Not confident. As confident as I've been on this team all year long, I am not confident right now. Well,
0: Twins fans filled the ballpark, and they certainly uh, left disappointed three nights out of the four. Meanwhile, the Cubs, boy, the starting pitcher, Lester was okay yesterday. Angel Hernandez trent yesterday. I I guess we got to start with him there. Look, Joey Votto, I, I don't know how he didn't blow a gasket. He was rung up three times on three balls, quite frankly, that Angel Hernandez thought thought cut through the strike zone. And every single one of them were were balls um he's just i don't know how this guy keeps his job we kind of believe that it has a whole lot to do with that lawsuit that he's filed against major league baseball that's working its way through the courts uh there was a there was an update on it a couple of weeks ago at the athletic it kind of wondered where it was at at that time but he's suing major league baseball for uh for discrimination um he has no chance of winning i mean Angel Hernandez, when he shows up at work, it's televised. Crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah. The entire country, if they're so inclined, can tune in to watch an Angel Hernandez umped game and see how bad he is at his job. They're not discriminating against you. They're doing the right thing. Uh, but sadly, uh, due to. I guess the the fear of legal blowback is is unable to do anything. But the game itself, Chris Bryant picked a great time for him to have a huge home run. He hadn't homered in Cincinnati uh in years, quite Three honestly, years. which is unbelievable. Played 9 a year there. Isn't that something? Yeah. And that's something. Um Chatwood was good to begin the weekend, uh, to begin this series as he comes in as the starting pitching. You know, uh, Leicester was okay yesterday, but Hendricks brutal. Hamels brutal. Uh, and It was Chatwood who came in for Hamill's early in the week. So, um, but the Cubs split the series. They needed that. They still haven't won a road series since before Memorial Day. Let that one uh, swim around in your head a little bit.
1: The Game of Thrones uh, stat, <laughs> right? The last, the last series they won was the finale of Game of Thrones, which seems like, like it's time been ago. forever. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I started rewatching the final season Did again you? this weekend. Yeah, just, just uh, I don't know why. Hop back on. Yeah, just to see it one more time. Boy, I missed that show. It, it was a. Uh, one of the few that I really got into, and I really got into it.
1: Anyways, the story of the weekend in that Cubs Red Series, though, for me, was Aquino. A yes, that, that kid, what he did Always on Saturday. Got some power. Yes, he does. 24 years old, and you told me something before the show. He was designated
0: for assignment at the end of last year. They'd seen enough. They'd given up. Now, I don't know what led them. Here's the part that the, 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 uh, the part of the story that I'm uncertain of. So they designate him for, no, they non-tendered him. Okay. So they decided we're not going to give you a contract. Mm -hmm. You're free. So from that point in November to spring training, The two got back together somehow. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Did no one give him—there was no other opportunities out there for him? Does that mean would he have been a Rule 5 guy? And maybe nobody because if you... Maybe so, if that's, yes. And I'm going to guess with how young he is, I'm going to guess that's if somebody, what it was. If he
0: would have gone Rule 5, then somebody would have taken a chance
1: on him. And you have to put him on the 40-man mm-hmm. roster if you do you that. you
0: keep him on the 40.
1: You do. Right. And if you do, then he's outrighted and he is off your team. Yep, so good point. I'm sure that was probably the mm-hmm. reason behind it. Excellent Teams point. probably saw, well, there's still a hole in the swing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But there does not look to be any mm-hmm. hole in the swing right now. Mm-mm. 24 years old. Big-time power. And this Reds team, their pitching's good. Trent, I'm telling you, buy stock
0: in this team. They're not yeah. going to get there this year. No. But they will be a factor in this thing, in my opinion, next year. Because the, the pitching staff is unbelievably good. Because mm-hmm. Bauer was out of his mind the other yes, night. Yes, he was. Was that Friday? There's so yeah. many days in the weekend, right? <laughs> Just squeeze together. It was one of the days in the series. Was it Friday? Yeah. yeah it was Because he was going up against Darvish, right? And they were both striking yes. out guys one yep. after another. Eleven now,
1: strikeouts for Bauer. And nine Darvish, for Darvish. Yeah, there you go. Yep. In six innings, he went six. Yeah. Darvish is getting. Darvish better. Darvish has been really good since yes. the All Star break. Yeah. Uh, Darvish has been uh, what the,
0: what they thought they were getting him. Meanwhile, O's MLB team, the St. Louis Cardinals, don't look now. They've leapfrogged the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. They are in second place, only two. Boy, those Cardinals, right? Up and Death down taxes, and the St. Louis Cardinals making a run at the playoffs.
1: Throwing dirt on him. That's what we're doing. We've done it it three or four times this year already. Who was it on Twitter that mentioned to us? The the Blues. The Blues. Maybe there's a little of that St. Louis magic. Just get in. right? Anything can happen. And we've seen that plenty of times throughout the years. You don't know how. you got to more likely. how
0: are they doing it with that lineup and that pitching staff? I don't get it.
1: I mean, Goldschmidt's been tremendous. Yes, he has. Four hits again yesterday. Another home run
0: early. He started slowly, but he has come up in a huge, huge way. I don't. I don't get it. now the card. What do the Cardinals do this week? Oh, they go to Kansas City to start
1: the week. Oh, well, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the Royals got it done yesterday with four thirty-five homers now.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I mean, where was he going to play in, in Chicago? Uh, I think he might I take be, him in left.
1: He might be worse at left than
0: Schwarber. Well, I'd still take him over Schwarber. Yeah, this year you would. I mean, yeah. uh, Schwarber's hitting a bunch of bombs too, but. um yeah, you know, I don't know where they were going to play. So what? A
1: two gamer in Kansas two City games. I think. Yeah. I think
0: it's. Uh, well, let I me. Mean, I got the schedule right here. Let me look to be accurate with this thing here. They're off today. <clears throat> off today, and um,
1: well, I'm on Thursday. Oh, here it is. Yeah, the, it is two gamer, and then at Cincinnati for four. Gotcha. That's a good series. Yeah, there. it is a good series. Cincinnati's a pain in the you know what.
0: Pain in the you know what. Yes. What
1: about the Brewers this week? They do what? Uh Milwaukee. They have Minnesota.
0: Till when? Until, let oh, it's only, there's a day game on on, uh,
1: on Wednesday. And then they go to Washington, Milwaukee does. How about that? Washington, then St. Louis after that for the Brewers. On the road. This six game set. Mm-hmm. and eight Oh, look, Trent, baseball's
0: great right now. It's the middle oh, of the month of look August. Look at
1: that wild card race. It, yeah, It is absolutely incredible right now. So you have, the Nationals have the top wild card they'd host. The Cardinals are a half game back. Another half game back of that is the Brewers. A game How back of the, the Mets. Mets. Two back of the Phillies. The Diamondbacks are still keeping their head above water. Are are the Giants and Reds? it's How far are the Giants back? The Giants are three and a half. Well, they're still in it then. They're still in it. Now you have to leapfrog, you have to yep. not only play well fun but fun game last night, by the way. Did you watch any Sunday night Little baseball? It's yeah.
0: it fun the get fun game last night. Boy Bochy's gonna be missed. Yeah. I'm a big fan.
1: Boys. And it's it's really cool seeing Yaz's grandson. It is, yeah. It just yeah. Kind of in a, in a way, it's cool. In a way, it just
0: reminds me how old I am. That you know, I watched Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, maybe not not as cool for you. No, I was. I as I said, I tried to emulate a swing when I was I, when I was a kid.
1: Uh, you, the old man, or, uh, Grandpa, was unbelievable. Yaz Boy, was and good. Mickey Mantle were the two. Yeah, for sure. The two guys of kind of my parents or maybe. Uh huh. For sure. And they just the stories that I'd hear and baseball fans mm-hmm. and people talking about. Just the rarefied air of those two guys. You know who
0: was never in those conversations? It was was Roger Maris. Yeah, you know from Fargo, North Dakota. Roger yes. Maris. Uh, I'm not say never in those conversations, but uh, what was it about those guys? Was it just the charisma? Certainly Ma- Mantle. Mantle. Yeah. Certainly Mickey Mantle, um, because he was one of the first guys. You know, one of the first ball players I can ever remember knowing who he was was Mickey Mantle. It's not that we got Yankees games. We didn't get any games up there. Not at all.
1: Well, maybe one. I don't even I don't remember. Uh, one a week? Didn't maybe. get a Saturday or Sunday game maybe. sometimes?
0: Yeah, but I was outside
1: playing. You're out fishing. Right. Uh, we got a timeout. We're going
0: to get Pat Hardy in here. We'll do the Hawkeyes. Again, two Hawkeye segments on a Monday. Uh, just because there's so much news that came out this weekend. Friday was media day, but Saturday, um, Kinnick Stadium was thrown wide open. How about Ferentz? You know, say what you want about this guy and criticize him. He's so good with these kids. Yes. He is so good with mm-hmm. these kids. It's it's hard not to and I've never been that way. But but there's Hawkeye fans that, that think it's time for a change. Mm-hmm. You know, did you see with the the kids cap the kid captain that had some he brought a box of extra chewing gum? Yes, yes. Um
1: Eric loves his gum. Loves you his gum. You see him pop it in. Yeah. Hugging the
0: kid captain. He's so good with the kids, and that's mm-hmm. a really good event. But we're going to talk to Pat Hardy about what he saw in the field. We'll do likewise with Mark Morehouse about an hour later. In between times, Dylan Mons is going to join us on Iowa stated. He'd clean anything from the scrimmage this past weekend. We'll talk to Dylan, who's moving up the depth chart, who's moving down. Uh, they've got, they had a bunch of coaches last week, and we never had time last week to. We had so many other things with Dylan to talk about that we never picked his brain on any of the those assistants that he had uh, an opportunity to be a part of the media scrum. So we'll do that at eleven fifteen. Miller and Condon are here until noon on Des Moines Sports Station. It's just past 10 30 on 1460. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. London, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Busy weekend for the Hawkeyes. is the football program media day on Friday and then an open practice kids day on uh, Saturday. And there in the stands watching it all unfold uh, it was Pat Hardy from All Hawkeyes, and he's good enough to join us to tell us uh, what he saw with his own two eyes, and we're grateful for it. Pat Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Pat Hardy. How are you?
2: good guys how you
0: doing doing pretty well um you know what i want to start with you is is the backup quarterback uh, obviously <laughs> nate Stanley's set in stone but you know there'd been some talk that uh uh, you know that there's some going to be a real battle here uh, because there's going to be Manziel, Petrus. We don't know what uh, we got here. The first depth chart comes out. Manziel is uh, on the uh, the two line uh, when it was released, but maybe more competition there, and perhaps the guy that came out is the second on the second string uh, when the depth chart was first released. Maybe in a real battle here, Pat. What did you see?
2: Well, I thought Spencer Petrus had a better day on Saturday. I thought he threw the ball was more accurate. I thought his timing and anticipation and everything was was better. I do think Manziel gives them the one dimension that Stanley and Peters don't, which is the ability to run when the play breaks down, and that's pretty important. But no, I agree. I do think this is a tight race. Kirk has always said, the depth chart things right now don't read into too much to who's the backup. I think part of the reason Manziel still has the advance, he's been here longer. And I think early on, that's a big difference. Peters is better Saturday, the problem is we don't know what happened on Friday, Thursday. Right. We only get two hours, and I think sometimes we want to take what we see in two hours and paint a broad brush, and Kirk's always quick to say, well, you know, there's a lot more practices that we've had time to observe. Like I thought Sleep Dalton was clearly the better punter Saturday, but then Kirk right away said, well, he was not good early on, what have you, and the competition's still going on. But, no, I think I, it would not surprise me if Spencer Petras does eventually pass Peyton Manzo because he's bigger, and I think he does throw a better ball. I really do.
1: The running game a year ago didn't have a whole lot of explosive plays. We saw Mackay Sargent certainly get better as the year went on, but there was talk maybe one of these two freshmen coming in would be able to supplant and find some carries there. What did you see? Torrin Young was, I think, a surprise to most people going to Chicago. He looked really good from all the reports that were out there. What did you see out of the running game, and do you expect more as it pertains to explosive plays from the backs?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, that's one of the things that's are trying to emphasize, but I think these explosive plays and the backs, it's not just the backs why they're not getting explosive plays. We had Don Patterson on our show today. The receivers got to do a better job of blocking. Linemen have to do a better job of sustaining their blocks in these zone blocking schemes because that's what it relies on. You have to hold your blocks for a long time. No, they don't have a Ronnie Harmon, but I do think that they have three solid juniors who are different and they each bring a different style. I'd be surprised if either of the two freshmen move past any of the three. Upperclassman, I really will. I thought Tyler Goodson showed some moments, Shadrick Bird too, but I think these three veterans are firmly entrenched right now. I think it would have to take an injury or something to maybe change that rotation. We saw last year injuries happen. Ivory Kelly mm-hmm. Martin was injured for yep. half the season. He looks healthy now, and he looks like probably their biggest home run threat among those top three. Goodson was running against reserves and had reserves blocking for him, so it was hard to say. And I do think sometimes the freshmen get a lot of publicity because they're coming off that high school Twitter recruiting fanfare, if you know what I mean. And they're Goodson from Georgia, and he was really active on Twitter. I do think that feeds into it a little bit, whereas these juniors, they haven't been on Twitter for three years. And they're, they're here. Fans are used to And I think there's always this hope that somebody new is going to give you something that you didn't have. But I would be surprised if Tyler Goodson moved ahead of any of the three juniors. Speaking of somebody new
0: that might give them something, if he's eligible, and apparently Oliver Martin stood out uh, in in a good way on Saturday. We, we're still uncertain as you know how this is going to work itself out as far as getting uh, immediate eligibility. But when you saw him, and you saw him as a as a as a high school athlete, uh, you shared that with us in our last visit, Pat. Um, what did you see when you saw Oliver Martin, and, and how big would it be for him to, you know, for him to gain eligibility? from what you saw on Saturday and what you know of the young man?
2: Well, I think it would definitely help. I mean, he would definitely give them a fifth option at receiver. I think they're pretty set with their top four. Brandon Smith, Amir Smith-Marset, Tyrone Tracy, and Nico Regani. I think Oliver would be the fifth one if he does get cleared to play this year because he's older than the other guys that he's competing against for the most part. I thought he did okay Saturday. I'm not part of this, oh, my God. I think he caught two balls, maybe three. One was a down a down-and-out that he gained like four yards on. And Then he did make a nice over-the-back catch with a defender on him. He still, he caught the balls that were thrown to him, but it wasn't like he was an emphasis in their offense okay. or whatever. But I do think that he can definitely help them. He's going to be somebody who's going to catch the ball when it's thrown to him. I don't think he's going to make five and six defenders miss and streak by D-backs. He's not that type of a player. But, yeah, if he has cleared the play, I definitely think he will be in the rotation. So
1: wide receiver, you mentioned a couple of guys, the guys in the slot, Reganey and Tyrone Tracy, two guys that talked about a lot in the spring and more good reports there. What's a realistic expectation for those guys? I think Amir Smith-Marset, Brandon Smith, we at least know about those guys and expect more, certainly uh, going into becoming upperclassmen now. But how about those little slot guys, the guys that have made a lot of plays over the last five years in Iowa football?
2: Well, I predicted after watching Saturday it wouldn't surprise me if Nico Reganey leads the team in reception mm, I mean wow. I, I mean, remember, Nick Easley came in and did the same know, thing right? think about it partly because of the position he plays and the routes that he runs without these tight ends I think they're going to be running a ton mm-hmm. of short underneath routes a ton of little quick slants a ton of little down and outs those are slot receiver catches it really would not surprise me if he did I mean I could have said, well, I think Nick Easley's going to lead the team and the reception's coming in. I think people are like, what are you talking about? That's the way Iowa plays. They love those safe underneath routes. And Nico Rogani is showing that he can not only make those plays, but he's pretty good with running the ball afterwards. So I think that will help him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I think those slot guys are going to catch a lot of balls this year because the catches by Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Marset, yeah, they're going to play big roles too, but they're going to face a lot more coverage. They're going to have routes that are further down the field, harder throws more time for the D-backs to react, tougher catches. I think Reganey's catches are going to be safe, just like Nick Nick Easley. Part of the reason Nick Easley led Iowa in receptions is he always ran those safe underneath routes.
0: Yeah, very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Hardy is our guest. AllHawkeyes. dot com. Uh, Pat, by all accounts, the uh, the kicking game was maybe one of the big takeaways from this past Saturday, as Schueck and uh, Keith Duncan were in a flat footed tie, as uh, what we're hearing right now. And they were thirteen for thirteen. They were some short ones. There were some long ones, but all positive and a really tough decision based on what everybody saw on Saturday as to who's going to be the guy at the kicker spot.
2: Yeah, and. The most important thing is Saturday just wasn't a snapshot. Kirk said they've been kicking like that all um, preseason camp. They struggled during the spring. They were inconsistent. Kirk says they both picked it up a notch, which is what you want to hear. Right now, I wouldn't begin to tell you who's going to get the job. I couldn't tell any difference. They're both small. I don't think they're going to be making 55 and 60 yarders. I think their range is up to about 50. But how often does Iowa try 55-yard field goals? I think if they can be accurate from 50 on in, I think they – They'll they'll be fine. I mean, Miguel Racino's made 17 to 22 field goal attempts last year. They need something like that. And right now, I think with both of them pushing each other, it's a good situation. I mean, it's a good situation to have. They still have to do it in a game. Duncan has shown that he can make big field goals. I mean, he beat Michigan. So I think we know with him that he's not going to be overwhelmed by the circumstances of the environment or whatever. But, yeah, right now it looks good, especially since Kirk said that that was not a fluke on Saturday. That's how they've been doing it all practice.
1: Pat, true freshman, always a conversation piece after you get the snapshot of the team. Dane Belton is a name we've heard a lot of. Now, it is different after the new rule went into effect a year ago. You can play up to four games and still maintain that freshman season and redshirt throughout the year. But what do you expect? Dane Belton is one name. Any other freshmen jump out to you that you saw on Saturday?
2: Well, I was going to say Dane Belton, part of just from what we heard, but also for how much he was getting yelled at Saturday. Mm. I think they're not, Yeah. I, I, One time he even got yelled at for not running off the field hard enough. (laughs) Phil Parker made him go three steps onto the field and do those last three steps at full speed. To me, that's somebody who they're working on all the little things. I do think Dane Bilton will play some. It's hard. I don't think any freshman linemen are going to play. I would Logan Lee possibly on the defensive line, but he's also only about 250 pounds. He's now moved to defensive tackle, but I can tell Kirk loves the guy. He loves his approach to football, his approach to coaching. And if Logan Lee can show that he can somehow still get leverage despite his lack of size right now, he's going to play. Because they really like the way he is playing. I do think the two freshman running backs will get the four-game allotment. And barring injuries, one of them may play more than that. And I do think they're going to put Tyler Goodson in some games, see if he can do some stuff, maybe have him return a kick or a punt or whatever. But I I don't think any true freshmen are going to be pushing for starting positions maybe i'm wrong i just don't see it right now i do think you're going to see those four game cameos just like they did last year with tyrone tracy he played in those four games made a couple big made one big catch i think we'll see more of that
0: Hmm. I want to ask about Davion Nixon, who uh, was a huge talking point all of last year and even into the beginning of the of the calendar year this year. But he but he's here and he's he's glad to be here. By all accounts, he was one of the uh, not the stars, but certainly one of the most sought after on Media Day uh, on Friday. Davion Nixon, uh, your thoughts on him and how did he look in practice?
2: I thought he looked okay. I mean, there were a couple times I was watching him and Linderbaum go against each other. There was a couple times where Linderbaum had the advantage, a couple times where Nixon had the advantage. Uh, he's 310 pounds. He moves well. And I'll tell you what, I got to interview him for the first time on Friday, and what a nice kid. I mean, what a super nice kid. He just seems to... Have a great attitude and AJ Epinesa, I was asked him, I asked him what he's like. He's like, it never shuts up, but it's really good, positive energy. He's constantly in a good mood. And what Davion said, he goes, you know, all defensive linemen think they got to be mean and nasty and tough. He goes, I don't think so. Life's too short to be that way. You can still play good football and still have a fun disposition. And that seems to be his approach to it. And I do think he's definitely going to help. And I do think the depth of defensive tackle is going to be better than maybe we thought.
0: Uh, certainly a need.
2: Uh, Amani Jones,
0: a, a new position for him. To, what? Uh, what did, did he catch your eye at all on Saturday?
2: He does get good quickness and good leverage around the end, and I think his lack of, lack of height in some ways actually helps him. He can get kind of lower mm-hmm. than those tackles trying to block him. He did have a pass deflection that led to an Epinesa. Um, interception. You asked me about a true freshman. Justin Jacobs may be somebody. They had him working at that hybrid defensive end position that Amani um, Jones is going to play. And I could maybe see Justin Jacobs, if he shows that he can get to the quarterback and provide some pressure, I could see him playing. But, no, I think Amani Jones is going to play some. I do think they're going to put him in to get after the quarterback, and he's very explosive in that respect. And, like I said, he did get in there and cause a disruption. He deflected the ball, and he was so happy just to have done that. I think Amani Jones – He's another one like Davion Nixon. He just brings such good, positive energy to the defense, and I think you need that.
1: Joe Evans, another guy playing that hybrid position. A kid from Ames walking on at Iowa and also making a run there. Final thing, the biggest name on this team, A.J. Epinesa. And in a way, it kind of harkens back, at least to me, to 2015 when they had that open practice over here in Westoboen over at Valley Stadium. And Drew Watt was making the offensive line look terrible. I freaked out and said this offensive line is going to be the worst in college football. It was more Drew out than anything. A.J. Epinesa making Alaric Jackson and Tristan works worse look bad. It's pretty tough to do. How big of a season do you expect out of Epinesa?
2: Well, he led the Big Ten in last year, playing a third of the time. So barring injury, I think he's going to have a great season. It wouldn't surprise. But he's also going to face a lot more double teams. Yep. And he knows that, and that's going to free up those defensive tackles. And that's what David Nixon said. He goes, there's going to be times where I may go one block mm-hmm. because they're worried so much about aj no aj's a force this is going to be barring the biggest miracle ever he, this is going to be aj's last year he's he's ready for the nfl i think that's the end of this season and i think he's going to have a huge impact not just making plays but taking offensive players away to free up other guys to make plays
0: uh pat hardy allhawkeyes.com. pat thank you as always appreciate you coming on all right guys thank you yeah See good you. to talk to you pat hardy as we get uh, his take on what happened uh, Friday, and more importantly on Saturday, we'll do the same as the audience changes over at about eleven thirty-five with uh, Mark Morehouse
1: from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. What'd you learn there? Uh the punter battle. Still, I thought this would be an easy one. The transfer. It doesn't feel that mm-hmm. way. Is this just Kirk posturing? Is this Hey, this Colton Rastetter's been part of this team for three years. We don't just want to kick him to the side, right? Also, uh, we found out right before the practice on Friday during media day. Yeah, Sunday Right. Is out for the year. Right. So it is uh, certainly two, two a tight race. Yeah. Tight. The... And.
0: Kicker spot looks as though it's a complete toss up at this yes. point in a good way. It's not like we don't have a kicker. We're just going to take the, 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 the best of the two guys that right. uh, are struggling. Um, best of the bad bunch. Both guys making their kicks. They need that, though. Yes. That, this,
1: with the schedule this Margin year. Margin for error, Trent, is not yes. going to be there. You go. Or in one in one score games, you're talking about a trip to Indy. A different season. If you, you go one and four, you're well not going to the outback. You're going to Bowl. Detroit. You're going to, Well, not Detroit. <laughs> not Detroit. You're going to
0: Francisco. Francisco. Yes, you go to San Francisco, yeah. I know that seems like a punishment, but it's San Francisco so it's a beautiful city. It is great. But who wants to travel there to watch 7 and 5 team? I yeah. guess you. We'll take the time out, finish out the hour. Uh, it's coming up on 5 minutes before the hour, 11 o'clock. Actually, it's well 8 minutes before the hour of 11. Dylan Motts on Iowa State at uh, 11.15, Miller & Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. You get your podcasts. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Conn to Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and only got a couple of minutes here, might be closer to ninety seconds. Um, see in the NFL the weekend did you see the Chiefs at all in Mahomes yep. one series that he played and looked like Boy, this guy's going to be a pain in the unit. What if you root for a team other than the Chiefs in the AFC West?
1: And that wasn't alone; it wasn't just him. It was everybody played really well. Kelsey was unreal. Uh, yes, uh, that quarterback room looked pretty
0: good. Oh my 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 the my! The young my. receiver
1: from Georgia had a touchdown. He did. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um. Yeah. Chiefs looked like they're. I mean, it was week one. The favorite in
1: the AFC. Would you call them that, or is it still the Patriots? No, it's not the Patriots. Boston's dynasty is over. Oh. You throw a dirt done. on that? Yes. The dynasty's done. Celtics couldn't get it done. No, neither could the, uh, the, the Bruins. The, the couldn't Bruins get played it done. for Stanley Cup yep. and got crushed by the Blues. And now it's going to be... The what? Red Sox aren't even going to make the playoffs. 15, 20 years of...
0: Hopefully misery. Utility. I hope they finish last every single one. Look, they haven't had a spectacular yes. uh, turn of the century, have they not? We'll come back with the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to talk some with stay with Dylan Monson at 11.15... Mark Morehouse will get another set of eyeballs and we'll pick the brain of Mark Morehouse at 11.35 as we take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.